Marketing Made Easy, the podcast on this episode. I love helping people find their voice and then use the book to then grow the rest of their business, you know. Um, for me, I'm not just about like the authorship side. It's also like, how do you use that to then grow the rest of it? Now, here are your hosts from Get Savvy Club, Anna Geary and Anita Baldwin. Hello, welcome to Marketing Made Easy podcast. I'm Anita Baldwin and I'm here with Anna Geary and we are the Get Savvy Club. This week, we are talking to uh, Joshua Sprague. Sprague? Sprague? We don't know. So we asked him and it's actually Joshua Sprague. Interesting guy. And he's going to talk to us about how to do a lot less and make more money and how to have the lifestyle you want. He's going to give us his opinion of don't be a douche, which is our equivalent of don't be a dick, which I loved. He's going to give us um, permission to break the rules, which I really liked as well. Uh, so it's an awesome episode. But first, before that, Anna, tell me how your week's going, what you've been up to. Oh, it's going really well. Well, we've gone from, in the UK here, we've gone from like the best sunshine yesterday to like just chicken it down, really. So today, mostly I'm just grateful for the fact that I've already got my like my walk done out in the fresh air and that I am uh, now inside and also I don't have to do school runs so I'm just grateful for that. Anyway, let's get into it. If you're enjoying Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club, use your podcast app to rate, review and subscribe. Welcome Joshua Sprague. How are you today? I'm fantastic. Thank you guys for having me here. You're in California right now? I am. I live in Los Angeles. Probably to start off actually for those uh, listening listeners of ours that maybe have never heard of you if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself your background and uh, what your main thing is that you do basically what i do is i help people write nonfiction books really really fast in 30 days and um you know i've been in the online business space for about 10 years but i got into this space back in kind of like 2013 uh when i wrote my first book and i kind of struggled for a long time you know, spent about nine, 10 months trying to figure out how to write a book and um, just kept hitting wall after wall after wall. And, uh, and then I kind of discovered this process where I could write it really, really quickly. And I wrote my first book in 21 days, and then it went on to become an Amazon bestseller. Uh, it's called Smash. And basically, from there, I started to have people asking me, hey, how do you do this? How do you write a book? You know, how can I write a book for my business and leverage that? And, um, you know, truthfully, the, the business kind of kind of grew out of that. So I've been helping people write books for the last, you know, seven plus years, um, seven, eight years, whatever that is now. And um, yeah, that's 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 what I do. I'm really big on helping authors and business owners get that book written and then leverage that book, um, you know, to, to grow their business and to take really kind of like a minimalist approach to um, to scaling. Um, I've had yeah. a lot of different businesses across kind of my career. You know, some have been multi-million dollar businesses, um, you know, some high six figures. So it's kind of been all, all over the place. But um, what my, my, my biggest thing now is just distilling everything into the essential and uh, getting, getting things done efficiently and quick. And so you can have the rest of your life to do what you want to do. So. so how many have been through this with you? How many books are you responsible for? In yeah, so there? over 2,000 books. Um, wow. Yeah, so uh, quite a few, you know, it's been fun. You write other people's books for them as well, or do you not do that anymore? Yeah, so I do some ghostwriting. I'm pretty particular about it right now, to be honest. Um, it is uh, not not only like a time commitment, but like an emotional investment for me. Um, so I've written probably half, I've ghostwritten probably half a dozen uh, books as well. So uh, if it's the right person, and it, you know, it's not a cheap thing for me to do that, of course, either. 
Um, but I have to just really be aligned with their message for that. But it's, it is something that I do. But I really, really get excited about, you know, helping people um, do it themselves too through through the processes that I've created in order to make that happen. So it's fun. Lots of our uh, podcast guests, we actually have like already bought your main thing, the, the 30 days uh, to actually being able to write your own book. And it, it's really, really good. It's like, it's it's great the fact that you just get a little a little bit to do each day. You just I, I love anything where it's like idiot's guide to like just point me that way <laughs> and I'll go and do it. It's like when I had my um, you know, jobs in the early days. If it was a job, if it was a telesales job, but someone just said, Oh, you just call them up and you say X, Y, Z, and when they say this, you say this, when you say that, you say that, and you just follow it. Then I could just follow it and do it. And it like if it works, it works, kind of thing. And uh, that is pretty much what this is. And this, it's such a shame that so many people that say, Oh, I've started writing my book, or I'm in the middle of writing my book, or I really want to write a book, and they never actually get that book out there do they so many people no. die with them and never actually yeah. uh, get it because they overthink the process i think um and well, it's it an overwhelming good. thing too you know like when you think about the process of writing a book it feels very daunting and overwhelming and i get that you know um i think that's one of the things that i'm really proud of with the 30-day book writing challenge is that you know there's there's a lot of programs out there certainly that teach you uh the fundamentals of the different elements of writing a book but like to know what do I do on, on Monday? And then what do I do on Tuesday? And then Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, all the way through until it's done. Um, and I think that's what people are looking for with any type of product anyway, whether that's writing a book or, you know, any type of marketing that they're doing. I mean, I think that's just such an important takeaway for, uh, you know, for your listeners or anybody really um, thinking about creating a product is like, how can I just distill it down to the essential? And how can I distill it down to like, what needs to happen first and then second and then third, because there's so much freaking information out there. Like the information is not the problem. The problem is how do I get the result that I want in a very uh, kind of organized way? And how do I know what to do every single day in order to get that? And that's just something that I'm really passionate about. And I think it also puts more pressure on us as the creators um, to distill our process, you know, whatever that is for you to distill it into the essential piece so yeah. that you can then replicate that and help people get uh, the result, you know, over and over again. It's about. it's about the the outcome and the result that they get. It's, it's with our, we have a flagship like 90 day online uh, program and our motto is like, well, even this this podcast is called Marketing Made Easy and our, our motto is let it be easy. And we say to people, we're not going to teach you everything of what you need to do to use social media to attract clients to you. That would just be ridiculous. Like, we're just going to tell you the bits you need to know that are going to work for you and and the exact same thing as what you've just said there we owe it to them to keep thinking like is this bit necessary anymore do we should we add that in should we tell them not to you know which bits do they need and what do they need to follow and we so many we help people that have never done any marketing before so maybe they've come from corporate they've just started their own business they're like right. ah i know i've got to use social media and their mind's blown by do, do they get on tiktok do they do this do they they're like no just do this 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 and this and you will get you know you will get that and it's people love it because it is so That's so great. easy what before yeah. then so take us back like before you before you did before you really really niche down and did this what what was your world like no that's a great question so i mean i spent like three years like trying to figure out the online business thing but really kind of my past is um i used to work in the ski industry you know i got mountains on my on my hat here i'm a skier like that's my favorite freaking thing in the whole world um and it's the reason why i went down the path of like figuring out um you know how to create an online business essentially and um 
but you know, I loved what I was doing. I used to work in the ski industry. I actually was a, an avalanche technician. So I used to ski around with dynamite in my backpack and like blow shit up. I don't know if I can cuss on your podcast, but blow things up. Um, it has an E on it on every single episode, somebody. Excellent. Um, so it was super fun, but I was tired of being broke all the time. You know, it was like you make uh, $12 an hour doing that, uh, even though it was super fun. So I was like, how can I, how can I create, you know, something that lets me ski 50 to hundred days a year um, but still gives me, you know, the income and the freedom that I'm, that I'm looking for. And, um, so I kind of went down the path, started a few different, um, online businesses before I got into, uh, you know, the, the book marketing world, um, and the author, uh, self-publishing world. And, um, that's kind of, that was kind of the background, certainly failed at a lot of things along the way, for sure. Um, Always necessary, I think. Yeah. I mean, still am right now. <laughs> it <laughs> happens all the time. Right. I, that's, I think that's the biggest thing that's part of, I don't know, I guess that's one of the things that I'm learning year after year is it's more about like consistency than perfection. It's like, yeah. do you just show up over and over and over again? Do yeah. you do the things over and over again that that work for you? Um, and, uh, you know, because I think that's where a lot of people um, overcomplicate things or they fall off the bandwagon. It's because they either give up too quickly um, like I'll give you a perfect example of this. So one of the things that I'm obsessed with is email marketing. And um, I just think, especially for authors, it makes so much sense to, because um, people are reading a book so you and you like to write. So it makes sense that you write more um, since uh, for the most part, the people who buy your book are gonna be people that uh, enjoy reading, right? Yeah. Um, kind of like people who listen to podcasts tend to want to listen to probably audiobooks or other things like that. We tend to consume the medium that we like to consume. And so it makes sense to deliver that way as well. Right. So um, like for me, one of the things that I just became really, really obsessed with about a year and a half ago was um, just mastering email marketing. I felt like I wasn't very good at it. And so literally every single day for uh, a year, I wrote emails and sent them to, to my list, you know, every single day. And now I feel like I'm, I'm pretty good at it, you know, um, but I think that's the thing where a lot of people kind of get off track is they, they don't pick one thing that gets them really excited. You know, um, they're trying to jump around to 57 different things. And I certainly did that so many times in the past where it's like, okay, I want to have a podcast and then I want to do a blog and then I want to make videos and I want to create courses and I'm going to do high ticket consulting and I'm going to start this e-commerce company. And like, you're doing all these things all the time, all at once, but there's something that's just so powerful when you just just focus on the thing like my business right now is so streamlined it's stupid you know all i do literally is i uh, create ads and i write emails i used to post a lot on facebook i was on instagram i was making stories all the time but it's just i wasn't getting the return that i wanted and i just i didn't love it the way i love writing emails so when you say ads what do you mean by ads facebook instagram ads uh do some youtube ads a little bit but mostly facebook and instagram yeah, but, cool. Um, you're still using yeah. social media. You're just not, be, you know, like having to be the face of it. You like day in day out. I use it from a paid you're perspective. Kind of, uh, you really yeah. like earn your stripes a bit from that already, from all the work that you've done before. So now you kind of pay to to get that done and to be there. But then, like you say, you've, you've honed in on the on the bit, which is the the emailing. Um, that and if you're building the list with the ads, then you're always going to have that flow, aren't you? So it's a really it's a really clever model. So how oh, yeah. so how often do you ski then now? Summer, so I'm, my my uh, my ski tank is 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 emotionally and and physically very dry <laughs> right now, <laughs> but I'm eagerly waiting for the snow. But yeah, usually in the winter, um, we rent a second home uh, up at Mammoth, and we're up there like all the time. We try and ski 
you know, 70, 80, 100 days a year. It's like my worst nightmare. Why is it your worst nightmare? I do, I do like the holiday, but um, I don't really like heights and speed. <laughs> I haven't embraced my fear. In fact, I've just, I've just bought a new book called um, Skiing with Fear or something like that. Something Skiing without fear, obviously. Um, so I'm going to read that, but I want to read it just before I go. And it's about, um, you know, I've got it. I know the technique. I know how to do it. I can do it. I'm fine. But as soon as I start to go a bit fast, I go, whoa. And that's what I need to release. So, yeah. That's just a repetition thing. It's like anything, though, right? It's like when you start putting yourself out there online or something, all the time, oftentimes, you know, those fears get triggered, right? It's like, oh, yeah. am I doing it right? Nobody responded to this post. Oh, only one person bought. Like all those yeah. stories are going on in your head, but then it's really common. It's the consistency, though, right? Too. Yeah, necessity is the mother of all invention. I love that. If it if it means enough to you, you've got bills to pay and a mortgage to pay, you'll get out there and do it, and it'll be fine. Um, but what I loved about the product we bought from you, the thirty write your book in thirty days, because it was an email every day, it chunked it right down and took away that kind of I've got all this stuff in my head. How do I get that out into some kind of coherent structure? And it was almost like being interviewed and coached. So today we're just going to do this. Don't worry about everything else. Just do that. And then the next day and the next day. How did you come up with that format? Was it like, you know, came to you in a dream or did you see someone else? Well, that, that was a bit of uh, luck, actually. So the thing is, I had taught everything in the 30-day book writing challenge a lot of different ways before. So, you know, I'd had clients that would come to me, pay ten dollars to $25,000 to learn the same process. Um, and they would get amazing results, of course, because they were investing like serious money to do that. Um, and I taught, uh, I taught the same structure too, um, not in the same format, but I taught the same content other ways before as well, like in a video course. Um, and some people were doing it and getting results, but most people weren't. And it was frustrating me a lot, actually, because mm. I was like, like, this is the same freaking content that people are paying five figures for. Like, why aren't you doing the work? It made me really annoyed, you know? It is annoying. Um, if anyone buys any of our programs, you know, like, people that I feel like you can't do it because you get to a level where there's too many people. So you can't be, like, voice noting them going, hi, well, where are you? What <laughs> You weren't on this yeah. one. You've missed that module. What Like, because actually they bought it. They may, I mean, as is, you can go for it you know you've got lifetime access so come next time yeah. you know whatever it's not too bad but if you do for you want you know people can get great results so when they don't show you feel like what like why what's going on so, why why didn't you do it well i think a lot of it has to do with human psychology too and so um there was actually a product that i bought from a mentor of mine his name is ian stanley and he he's actually half british half american um and he was the only person I'd ever seen who uh, this product I bought from him was actually about uh, email uh, writing, you know, email marketing, email copywriting and stuff like that. Uh, and the entire thing was delivered through email. I'd never seen that before. And so um, I really liked it because it was really easy to consume and uh, I got amazing results with it. And then I thought to myself, well, what if I what if I take what I know with, uh, you know, writing books and I deliver it just through email as well? And then I combine that with the challenge format, you know, because the product is the 30 day book writing challenge. Um, and, you know, I've seen a lot of challenges out there that have been successful for people and things like that. So I kind of combined the challenge framework and then put it uh, delivered the entire thing with email. And I've just found the results are insane. Like I literally get uh, testimonials every single day of people who are writing their books, who love the program. Um, and I think the reason for that too is obviously the content is great. Like you can't have shitty content and yeah. um, like, it doesn't matter how you deliver it. If it's bad content, it doesn't matter whether it's email or not. You have to have good content still. Right. Um, but 
what I think is cool about it is that when you think about most products, like when you purchase a product, um, let's say it's a video course or something, you get an email and then you have to go click on a membership site and then you have to set up a password and then you have to go log in and then you have to go find the, um, and then you have to go find like the video that you need to watch and then you have to watch the video and then you have to do the assignment. So you now have like at least seven, eight steps just to get the information, right? And you think about that psychologically, um, like that's a lot of steps. It's kind of like the more barriers you put to going to the gym, the least likely you're going to go do it. It's just not going to happen. Like if you have to drive two hours to go to the gym and then you have to check in and you've got to wait in line to get to a machine or something, it's not going to happen, right? Take your own um, child. Yeah, the whole thing, right? But with email, it's like people are already in there. And it's like you open the email, you read the email, you do the work. So now we only have three steps. That's it. And so I think that truthfully, that has a big thing to do with it. And I'm, that's that's actually one of the things that I, I help people with now too. Um, since I saw how successful it was, I have another program called Email Challenges That Sell, where I help people build their own email challenge, basically like that. You don't have to. It's not passively sitting there waiting for you to log in, but it's going. Here's another one. Here's another one. You go. Shit, I haven't done the last one yet, but it's kind of nudging you along, which is, in fact, you've inspired us. We've um, to help people set up their LinkedIn profile properly, and we've put it in like. 14 days worth of emails, a little task every day. And by the end of it, you're good to go. It's all very well writing your book, but what about um, what about marketing your book? Do you, do, I mean, I haven't got to the end of your 30-day book challenge, so I don't know whether that's included in it or or what, but, you know, what are your recommendations around that? Because there's a lot of books out there, aren't there? Yeah, there are a lot of books out there, yeah. Um, yeah, that's definitely something I, 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 I um, have a bit of experience in for sure. You know, I've all of the books that I've ghostwritten and the book that I wrote became uh, bestsellers. And I've helped a lot of people launch their books to become bestsellers. So there's definitely uh, a very um, systematic process to it for sure. Um, so, but uh, the biggest thing that I would say, like uh, for people who are considering writing or, or marketing their book, there's kind of like three phases that I chunk it out into. There's like the pre-launch phase, the launch phase, and then the post-launch. And I see a lot of people make a big mistake is that they they wait to finish writing their book before they think about marketing. And what's what's the smart thing to do and the thing that's worked really well for, for me and my clients is that, you know, as you're writing your book, you actually want to start telling the story of yourself writing the book at the same time. Yeah. So what I mean by that um, is that um, I have this approach that I call 90 degree marketing. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there where it's like you can shove uh, your marketing, your sales right down people's throats. You can, but people don't tend to like that. Right. Yeah. Um, but what I like to do is I like to have um, like my clients tell the story on their social media. And, and this is something that I do organically and I um, encourage them to do organically as well and through their email lists and things like that is to tell what you're going through as you're writing the book. And what I mean by that is like, you know, you're sharing um, the struggles that you've had that day with writing the book. You're sharing um, the ideas that you're coming up with for titles, right? You're sharing, um, uh, you know, maybe different people that you might be interviewing for your book or things like that. So you're telling this story basically in tandem as you're writing this, the, you know, the book itself. And what that does is it takes people on a journey with you so that you're just slowly and consistently building up this hype for this book. So that it's not just like 
day one, guess what? I wrote this book. You guys should go buy it. You know, we should join forces because that's exactly what we say, that people say to us, oh, I'm not ready to do social media because I haven't got my website and I haven't launched my business and all that. We're like, no, talk about your whole journey as you go along because otherwise by the time you go, I'm ready, there's nobody watching, is there? Nobody exactly. knows who you are. No one's mm -hmm. no. But it's funny you said because there's um, there's a guy that I follow and he um, he writes a lot of books and he um, has to um, record them for Audible and he apps that's the bit he, ha he loves writing the book and he does lots of lives and he's on social media a lot but he absolutely hates recording for the Audible version of it. So what he'll do is he'll go live on Facebook, him attempting to read the book for the Audible, and he's like messing his words up, and he's like getting stressed out, and he's like, this is the second full day that I'm in this place. And it's, but you get like these snippets of this book, and then yeah. you, you, know, you know all about what's it's going to come and when it's going to be out, and it's, yes. it's, it's, it's really good. You know, it's, it's fantastic way. I think we overcomplicate it too, you know, where we think that doing that other thing has to take a lot of time, right? So, you know, like for me, writing emails is really fast. I'm done with them in like 20 minutes. Or if you're telling the story of what you're doing with your podcast or your book or something, it's not really that hard. It's like, grab your phone, take a picture of you right now, or take a picture, I could take a picture of me like being interviewed by you guys right now. And then I could do a quick little blurb. And it's like, that's five minutes of work, you know, but just doing that like little thing consistently, um, that's where I think all those things compound. I think the problem is we spend so much time overthinking starting and mm. you just need a freaking start. Yeah. yeah. Like, and that's, that's, because, yeah. that's another reason why we say, you know, you don't really need to have social, don't get a social media manager. Don't waste money on social media managers because it's, it's about the raw stuff that you're doing as you go along. You can't, you can't say like a month ahead, Finding your voice. you were going to yeah. be feeling that way on that day and, you know, and do a post about that thing. You, you just can't, it has to come from how you feel at that time. I mean, don't get me wrong. Once you're at a certain level, you can bring your team might be bigger you might be able to outsource little bits and bobs so what's what's the future for you then you sound like you've got the perfect lifestyle you can spend a lot of time doing your hobby you've got a job you love it's obviously earning enough money to he's fund a family all of that. man as well he's got like I've got kids yeah got I, I, I need sleep in my life is actually what i need yeah how, how, how old are your children uh, my daughter is 20 months right now oh, and then um, my son is seven weeks so Oh. He's still, he's, he's a newbie and we're, he, I mean, he's cute as hell, but uh, he, he's still wakes up, you know, lots of times at night. So that's, yeah, uh, well. I, that, that's what I'm looking forward to is, is mostly sleep. Um, mm. Yeah. You know, I don't know for me, I think the thing that um, I'm just always really excited about helping people, um, you know, obviously just continue to, to grow my business, but I'm really, I, like, I love helping people um, find their voice and then use the book to then grow the rest of their business. You know, um, for me, I'm not just about like the authorship side. It's also like, how do you use that to then grow the rest of it? Cause I feel like that's one of the things that I'm pretty good at is mm -hmm. doing kind of both of those. Um, cause ultimately at the end of the day, um, if I can help people create more freedom, you know, and more of like, the impact and the freedom together like that is to me one of the most beautiful powerful things that you could possibly help create people do um and that's what i'm doing and i just want to do more of that you know it's it's yeah. very rewarding you it's can empower fun. people and just get people to get it and really get that next level up. so do you know before um all this covid19 malarkey and, and obviously before you had two young children did you go like and, and do a lot of public speaking or have you always been in the online space or you know did you get out and about and um you know, go around speaking too? Um, I never did like a speaking circuit. I used to do a lot of speaking. I actually have a, a minor degree in theater. So um, 
I do Same. know a thing or two about. Well, I've got performing arts B Tech. Nice. Yeah. My people, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I used to do some yeah. uh, you know, public speaking and things like that locally and things. Um, and I've always done stuff like this, you know, whether it's it's podcasts or webinars, things like that. I enjoy that or even putting on live events. I loved when I did that. So I'd love to do that some of that again once this COVID stuff kind of calms yeah. down. Because there's something really cool about you know, just being able to connect with people in person and do events that way. So you you do non-fiction books, so they're probably generally like people business books. What's the weirdest book you've helped someone write, or is there nothing? Put you on the spot a bit there. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I mean, to be honest, so I do everything with the with the non-fiction. Uh, uh, I guess bucket, if if we want to call it that, you know. Um, a lot of business books, but a lot of books that are about people's stories, you know, their experience, been through just gnarly, gnarly, gnarly things, like mm. uh, just horrific things. But what I love about it too is that um, is that people are like, no, like I'm I'm going to share the story of like what happened to me, and I'm going to empower other people who've maybe been through different things or other difficult things like that, um, and encourage them, you know, show them the path that I made uh, to to kind of transform myself and get through that. Um, you know, memoirs, things like that. It's yeah. it's a whole mix of it. I can't really think of what's the the weirdest. I mean, no. there's there's certainly been ones that are are very horrific, like where you hear the story and you're like, wow, I can't believe another human would would do that to you. That's that's pretty that's pretty horrible. Yeah. But it's inspiring to me too that people kind of like reclaim their power in a way, and they're like, no, like I'm owning this story and I'm going to share it and I'm going to say what needs to be said. And then they, they use that book then to, um, you know, to build a brand and a message around that. Um, and I think to me, that's, that's the most empowering thing. Cause we all have like terrible things that have happened to us. Um, obviously some people way worse than others. Um, but ultimately at the end of the day, I think there's so much fulfillment that comes from each one of us by saying, Hey, no, like I, I'm going to, I'm going to use that crappy stuff uh that mess that i had in my life and then use that to help other people in a way there's something i feel like coded inside of us you know i don't know if it's like a cellular mm -hmm. level or spiritual level or something like that but it's it wants us to like turn that thing around you know because we've all seen plenty of people who have had terrible things happen in their lives and then they just stay stuck and bitter around that right and yeah. it's not hard to do that you know I, um but there's also just something really, really profound about people that go, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to use this for good. Mm -hmm. And to yeah. me, I, that's one of the things I love so much about helping people write books is that it, it helps them move through that. It helps them process that. And then it helps them package that up in a way that can really help serve other people. And then as they do that, they get so inspired. And so their, their confidence increases. And then it's like, great what can I do next? How can I just help people with this in a different way, whether that's retreats or this or that, you know, it, mm. it doesn't really matter, but I, I don't know. I just, I get really inspired to be honest by the, by the customers um, I have. We're in a world where you can self-publish, you can promote organically using social media. So it's never been more available to just, you know, anyone to do it. And I think the process too, I mean, you know, it, it's one of those things that so many people want to write a book, but it feels so overwhelming. Right. Um, and I think that's, that's one of the things that, you know, there's, there's certainly things in my life that I'm not proud of, but this is one of those things that I'm definitely proud of, you know, is, <laughs> is like the process that I've been able to kind of discover and distill through 
um, through what I share in the 30 day book writing challenge, because the, the results are just kind of, kind of there. And I think it's, it's cool when you can help people who have had this lifetime dream for decades to actually write that book and do it way faster than you think is possible. So this should be a really easy question for you, or maybe difficult because there's too much choice. But one of the things we always ask all of our guests is to recommend a book um, that our listeners can then win. So if they um, review the episode, take a screenshot and tag us in it, um, and we'll send them the book um, if we pick them out the hat. So what would you recommend? You know, there are so many. That's the problem is there are so many books, actually. Um, but one that I will say that um, is one I continue to read over and over and over again is by this guy, Ryan Holiday. It's called The Obstacle is the Way. When that book came out in like 2012, it blew my mind. It's scary to read that book right yeah. now, given what's going on with COVID. Yes. Like scary. I won't get into that, but like go read that book. It's amazing. It is um, really good. Well, actually, another book that I'll recommend too that is probably one of my favorite books of all time is a book by a guy named Michael Singer called The Surrender Experiment. It's it's just crazy. It's a crazy book. Um, and if you haven't read it, read it. No, I've never heard of that. What, what's it about? It's just a crazy journey. You know, he he's this yogi who lives in the woods, in the backwoods in Florida, um, sells everything, but then ends up building this billion dollar company out of like the the woods in Florida. And it just, and it goes with like, um, just giving in again and again and again and accepting just what is, you know, and what's happening in life right then and giving mm -hmm. into the moment and getting the, the, the gift from it. I think it's more about letting go of control to mm -hmm. uh, situations that you're not happy with, right? And, and that's really hard to do. I think perception is everything, isn't it? If you could be really upset by something or try and control it, an uncontrollable situation, then you're only really suffering um, in yourself. But if you can, like you say, accept it and go, okay, fine, then it's, so it's just about your own perception. Your own thought patterns are so powerful, aren't they? So yeah. powerful. Well, I think people do this too when it, when it comes to their business, right? And I've certainly been guilty of this at times where it's like, you get this you get this desire to do something right so let's say you get the desire to write a book or you get the desire to start a business um, or to use social media right to like start your business you want to get clients but then all of a sudden you get hit with these walls where it's like oh i don't feel like doing that or oh i'm worried that you know my mom's gonna say something because she's gonna see my facebook post or like my sister or like whoever it is right and then you don't follow through on what was actually there for you to do. You got the desire to do it in the first place because you're supposed to do it. That's what I believe anyway, you know? Yeah. Not necessarily with like stupid things, like you're not supposed to like murder people or do things like that. But if you have a higher calling where it's like, no, I'm supposed to start a business. I'm unhappy in my life here. I'm supposed to do something different. I wanna share my message. I need to write this book. Like those are good callings. Those are higher callings that um, are going on inside of you. But we put up walls of resistance, I think, around, you know, um, no, it has to look this way, or I want to control the situation, or no, I'm going to mute how I write this now, because I'm worried about this one person might read it and think this, this, and this, right? Versus just like, no, like, I'm going to do this because this was given to me. So I'm going to do it. I love it. I love it what you're saying. It's like all the stuff that we already say, but it's nice because it's like somebody else is saying it. So we're like, see, it's not just us repeating this stuff all the time this is it this is our interest so this is the truth we are the get savvy club so we always ask our guests um a question which is what makes you savvy i just keep things simple to be honest i just do the things that 
I want to do. Um, and I don't do a thousand other things. You know, I, what I would say to your listeners is just find the things that you enjoy doing. I know it sounds kind of like trite, but like do the things that you're good at. Like I know I'm good at running Facebook ads and Instagram ads. I'm good at that. I'm also good at writing emails. So I do that. I don't worry about like creating content for YouTube or um, being on social media every day or this or that. It's just do the things that are really good with you. So if you're the kind of person who loves to talk and interview like you guys do, do more of that, you know, do that and then make offers in your podcast. If you don't make offers though, you don't get paid. For me, one of the things that I switched up is, so I used to do VIP days in person, right? And that was kind of like a high level thing, you know, where they're like 10,000 bucks to come spend a day with me and we just go deep, 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 deep into your business and it's a full day thing. Um, but obviously with COVID, I'm not doing those in person, but I, I got the idea, you know, uh, a couple months ago to, to just do them virtually, you know? Um, and so we spend like eight hours, you know, on zoom doing that and we get same, same kind of outcome, um, a little bit different price. Cause obviously it's not in, in person the same way, but, um, you know, still, you can still continue to fulfill and, and give people a higher level of, of, uh, experience. Mm. You know? Yeah. We do offer two hours on zoom, but the thought of eight hours Feels me dread. You must be knackered by the end of it. Because we're as well, like we're like dang, dang, dang. We, you like, guys got two people, so it's even easier. So then you're just doing four hours a piece. But we can't, yeah, we can't be a bit overwhelming to people because we're like, do this and do this and do that. And they're like, whoa, hold on a minute. Oh, yeah, of course. So they have the recording to take away and yeah. like implement it. But there's a lot that we do just in that in that two hours. Have you got like a top marketing tip for us? The biggest thing that I would say is write emails. <laughs> that oh, is yes. it. I think I think I I think truthfully the thing that people underutilize the most is their email list. Yep. They're just not they're not consistent with it. And it it is the only thing that you own. At the end of the day, yeah. it is the only thing you own. Like it doesn't matter. I've had I've had friends who've had 300,000 followers, 500,000 followers on Instagram and they post one wrong post and their entire accounts get shut down. Yeah. You know. So use those platforms for sure to bring people into your world and into your list but like don't don't neglect that like write emails and write them a lot but emails got a really bad press hasn't it because there's so many spammers out there but actually email still works it's still a great way to start communicating and building up your audience and getting them to know like and trust you and there's some real simple processes to follow to make it work for you so yeah i love email Brilliant. i think it's actually really easy to stand out in email too because most of the things that people do with email are like they're either just like a ghost town. They never say anything. They never write. So then nobody, they forget who you are. Um, or they're just so like, buy, 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 buy my, my stuff. Discount this, discount yeah. that. I didn't even realize I was some, on some of these um, email Emails, lists. Right? And then, yeah. uh, then COVID-19 started. I had all these people caring about me. Like, we care about you because it's COVID. I was like, well, you, you haven't spoke to me for like <laughs> <You tell it. laughs> yeah. a year, two years. And now, now we've got coronavirus. You care about me, do you? Like, who are... <laughs> Who is this person? What is this list I'm on? And we've had new legislation come in, which puts a lot of people off, but actually it shouldn't because it's not as complicated as it seems. Yeah, you can't spam here in the UK. GDPR and all that. Period. No, bad thing to do in life. You know? Yeah, no. Yeah. They won't get you where you want to be, so there's no point doing it. If you're just a a genuine human being and you just write genuinely and care about the people that are, are there and then make them offers, not in like a douchey, you know, shove it down your throat way, then it's it's quite 
you know, quite simple to to excel over in that area and not be spammy at all. So. That's great advice. Don't be douchey. It's a real American word, though, isn't it? I love it. It's a great, it's a great motto to leave this on. What's, what's the UK equivalent of saying that? One of our rules on our Facebook groups, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. I guess that's I like that one, too. Yeah. Don't be a dick. Well, actually, there's two rules. Don't be a dick and don't spam. And, like, one of them is the other one anyway. So it's pretty much yeah. just one rule. Don't that's true. Yeah. I think we should change it to don't be a douche. Love it. Yeah, but that's when we go to America. We can change it to that. <laughs> you can say <laughs> douchey all you want. Apples to Zads and like I don't know, get a baseball cap or something. Oh, <laughs> we go, actually, oh, that's all there is to it. <laughs> Talk about marketing made easy. James Corden can do it. I don't see why I can't. He's and, quite a talented guy, and, and Simon Cowell. He's, he's doing all right over there. And yeah, uh, even Morgan. Anyway, that's been really interesting. And uh, I will let you know when I pick it up and finish our book. By Christmas is my aim. Definitely. Well, we'll and I'm going to go through it and write a book as well. A different one. Yes. I'm going to be a bit more like, how's this like? She wants to talk about all like work stuff. But I want to be a bit more like, um, just about like being your savvy self, like empowering yourself and, you know, just being the best version of you that you can be kind of a thing. That's what mine's more going to be about. But um, yes, thank you for coming. Right. Um, thank what you. Do, if people want to find you um what's the best way that they can kind of look you up? or write a book in 30 days how can they yeah. you can follow me on instagram if you want at joshua j sprague that's just my middle initial um and then if you are ready to write a book or you just want to check out what uh, the program is about just go to the 30 day book writing challenge.com 30 is three zero the 30 day book writing challenge.com thank you very much for being on and we'll see you guys thanks soon. guys it's fun thank you Bye. if you're enjoying marketing made easy the podcast from get savvy club use your podcast app to rate review and subscribe oh brilliant that was an awesome awesome episode i loved every second of that for me personally i just love how he streamlines everything that he's done so he has run out there and done all these different things but now he's, he's hit on something that works and he's um sticking to that and really really making it the best that he that he can um, and it's like exactly what we say really with social media it's like you don't have to do everything all the time somebody bring like if instagram reels comes out you don't have to instantly go and learn we do social media coaches we have to go and work out how it works but you don't have to so you can just think right okay i'm gonna leave that maybe i'll incorporate it later but if you can hit on a module and do that that is pretty awesome so yeah he's, he's we've we've got his product so we're uh, still working through it when we release a book, you'll know that that's how we managed to release a book. That's what we're going to have, Anna, is a lifestyle business where we work and um, but we can work from anywhere. And we have like experiences and we go and live in different places and um, it's all online. Yeah. Awesome. But, which, yeah, that is the plan. But obviously we have these kids. So that's the plan of action when they, you know, when they get older, we can travel more, can't they? We'll take them with, them, with us, I suppose. Or we could leave them here. That would be a plan. Anyway, uh, um, every Tuesday we will have interviews with great guests and every Thursday we will have a Get Savvy Quickie for you. So enjoy and we'll see you all soon. Bye. Bye. That was Marketing Made Easy, the podcast from Get Savvy Club. If you enjoyed it, join our Facebook group. Just search Get Savvy Club.